Hey everyone, what is going on? Welcome to the Faith Life and Fitness Show, a podcast designed to bring the faith and the fitness communities together. My name is Caleb Cavasis, and I am a husband, father, pastor, and CrossFitter. And I'll be sharing personal stories and biblical truths to inspire everyday athletes like you and I to live a God-first life. If you're ready, let's get to it. Hey, Faith Life and Fitness fam, welcome back to another episode of the show. I am your host, Kalem Cavasis, and man, today we are talking mental health and fitness. But before we get into the show, I wanted to remind you that you can catch up on all of the episodes on your favorite podcast platforms. As always, this episode is brought to you by FNX Fitness. For all of your nutritional supplement needs, FNX has you covered. From protein to pre-workout to nutritional supplements, FNX has it all. Check it out by going to www.faithlifefit.com forward slash FNX. Enter your promo code podcast to get 15% off of your order. Okay, as I said before, on today's episode, we're talking mental health. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and there are so many people who are suffering from mental health issues. I sat down with Marina Randles, who works at the Center for Family Transformation, to talk about awareness of mental health issues and the correlation of how fitness impacts recovery. Take a listen to the interview. Hey guys, it is Kalen Cavazos coming at you with another episode of the Faith, Life, and Fitness Show. I am super, super stoked for today. I have a special guest with me. On today's show, I have Marina, Marina Randles, who's a licensed clinical mental health counselor associate. I want to get all that in there because that is a mouthful. Uh, she works with the Center for Family Transformation. And today, guys, we are going to be talking about the link between fitness and Jesus and mental health. Because if you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm super excited to have Marina on the show today. So Marina, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you so much, Caleb. I feel so honored to be a part of your show. Um, this is just such a treat for me because, as you said, Mental Health Awareness Month is this month, and I think it is so important to get the awareness out there. Um, so, thank you for having me. Um, so, I actually, you know, I became a clinician about five years ago. Um, I grew up here in Cornelius, North Carolina, and attended Sanford University, where I obtained my bachelor's of arts and religious studies along with a minor in family studies. And it was there where my heart ended up turning towards counseling, um, which then led me to um, study professional counseling in Liberty. So it is just an honor to be a part of the mental health community and doing what we do here at the Center for Family Transformation. That is awesome. I love the fact that um, you, you've got the BA in uh, religious studies. You went to Liberty. I went to college not too far from Liberty, oh, um, awesome. in Christiansburg, Virginia. Uh, okay. if you were, 
Uh, it's not there anymore. It was called Life uh, Bible College. So uh, I did go up to Liberty and visit on my freshman year just to kind of look at the campus. It was a gorgeous campus. So we were right outside of Blacksburg. So I kind of know the area pretty well. Um, you work with some of my friends that I know. Um, so there was a lot of small world happening when we talked yeah. about uh, getting together to do this interview. And it, it's just amazing on how you can see how small the world is and the people that you know. But mm-hmm. I am, I'm really excited to, to talk about this. I am by no means, uh, guys, I am by no means a mental health expert. Uh, I don't have uh, any background in this at all. Uh, if you've listened to the show at any point, I don't have a background in anything. I just have a love for Jesus and a love for fitness and a love to bring people on to make uh, awareness to different things that are going on in life, uh, whether it would be scripturally based or whether it be uh, scientific based or anything else. And Marina is going to be bringing some, uh, listen, I already know she's going to be dropping some major knowledge on us today that is going to help us. So as we get into this conversation today, I am really excited that it's going to bring some awareness to uh, the listeners that may uh, be battling mental health or have a loved one who is battling mental health. And listen, if you're listening today, I just want to put this disclaimer out there right now, right off the front is, um, you know, if you are struggling, this is uh, this is a real issue. This is there are real issues out there. It is not, and you're not alone. So if, if you're listening to this and you are struggling in any area, we will not hit on all of them. We're actually really not going to hit on any specific mental health issue that's out there. But just as a general whole, we're going to be talking a little bit about the effects of fitness and exercise uh, when it comes to that. And then as always, if you've been listening to the show at any point, that we always bring Jesus and scripture somewhere in the middle of our talk. So Marina, if you're ready, what I want to do is I want to start off with this link between fitness and uh, the the effects of the reduce or helping, because it doesn't cure it, mm-hmm. um, and, and for the symptoms of mental health. So things like, what are some things that you would recommend? Uh, when it comes to physical activity or physical fitness to help with things like anxiety or depression for that? What, what is it that you've seen in your, uh, in your time? Yeah. So I think it's important to first know that, you know, you highlight anxiety and depression. Those are the two most common mental disorders that we find today, right? So mm-hmm. even according to the World Health Organization, Look at the statistic of globally more than 264 million people of all ages suffer from depression alone. Then looking at anxiety from the ADA, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults in the U.S. today. That's a lot. It's, yes, it's a lot. And then it often can be comorbid. So once you find somebody who's experiencing depression, Nearly half of those people experiencing depression will also experience anxiety. So it's a very real thing. Yeah. So you're talking, I love how your podcast talks about the effects of of the importance of exercise because it's so Mm -hmm. important to our mental health. There's so many benefits and I'm so Mm -hmm. passionate about sharing those. Um, But there are, there's lots of strong science to support how exercise 
affects our mental health. So in order to really understand the importance of it, I just want to highlight a little bit of science and talk about the brain for just a few minutes because let's bring it. Yes, it's so important to know. So if you think about the brain, there's two areas um, that are affected by anxiety. Okay, we have the, the cerebral cortex, which is in the front. And then we have our amygdalas, which are on the side. So the cerebral cortex is the part of our brain that creates reason, language, and allows us to think in those complicated manners, okay? Then we have the amygdalas, which are on this side. They're like two almond-shaped structures. And those attach emotion to our experiences. So this is at the very heart of where our anxiety responses is produced, so if we have our thinking and our emotional responses, how does exercise help that? Mm-hmm. So it is, it's exercise is super effective. And I just want to highlight three main areas of where it can be helpful. Okay. So the first one is mood enhancement and stress reduction. So seven out of 10 adults in the United States say we, we experience stress or anxiety. I know I have felt stress or anxiety. Have you felt stress and anxiety before? Man, I daily, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, we're living in a world right now, right? Of the last 18 months have mm-hmm. been, if, if you haven't, you have in the last 18 months mm-hmm. in some sort of fashion, whether it be directly related to you, people around you. I mean, when we first started COVID, everybody was anxious about getting it and, you know, the masks mm-hmm. and the social distance. And I, I think, I love the point that you say that, you know, it's not, uh, it's not the love point, but it's the idea of if you have one that it, it sometimes brings out other things and for people to understand how the feelings, our emotions are attached to our critical thinking mm-hmm. is very important. And so, yeah, I, the, listen, I, I bet if you pulled a hundred people, if they were stressed, 99 of them would say that they're stressed in some way. We've had what? Financial stress, yes. right? We've had health stress. Mm-hmm. People have lost jobs. People have lost loved ones. People have been separated mm-hmm. from, from loved ones. Those that have been in the hospital. I know I have listeners right now that are probably saying, hey, I've had a loved one in the hospital that I could never go see. Right. And I can only imagine, I I did not experience that myself, but I can only imagine the emotion behind it and what that does from an anxiety, a stress, a a, a depression, and just how that enhances things. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's great to highlight even just those of what we've experienced this year. And so we, we are holding a lot of stress. And so yes, well, exercise isn't the only answer, right? It's something that can help us um, biologically because when we exercise, serotonin is reduced or is released, which is a mood stabilizer that helps us lift our mood. Same with endorphins. Endorphins are those hormones that calm the brain and relieve the muscle pain during strenuous exercise. So if we start to lift our mood as endorphins and serotonin are released, what ends up happening too is that we actually start to feel better about ourselves. It's the mind-body connection, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, and I'll, and I'll tell you just from personal experience, like I literally, before we did this show, I went to the gym. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I've been, I've been going now for almost two years. And for me, I hate to love to go. If that makes sense. If yeah. that sentence made sense, I, I look forward to get to going. I hate when I walk in because I'm not ready to do anything that's there. But the moment that I'm done, there is a release of something, what you're talking about inside of me that makes me feel better mm-hmm. for me. It's I've done something for myself. So that I think that's what you're kind of correlating, correct? Yes. It's a sense of accomplishment too. And so even if you feel better about yourself, whether you're accomplishing or that your body just feels better just by moving mm-hmm. the muscles, that helps with a greater sense of of self-esteem, right? That it correlates. It's, it's in your brain. Um, it's just amazing how it, uh, like biologically, how exercise can help us with mm-hmm. our mental health. Right. Uh, the other kind of thing that I think is really cool is that oftentimes when people experience anxiety, there you can also experience panic attacks, right? That's when your heart is racing. That's when you have shallow breathing. That's when you're sweating. Mm-hmm. It's a very real experience for people. But also, what happens when you exercise? You have those same effects, right? You, your heart is mm-hmm. counting when you're under strenuous exercise. You're sweating. Right. You have enhanced breathing. It's all happening at the same time. But what happens when you exercise with those symptoms as opposed to having a panic attack is that your body, I mean, your mind actually associates those symptoms with safety rather than danger in a panic attack. So it actually can be some form of exposure for anxiety to help people. So it can and so what you're saying is it's like the the shallow breathing, the sweating, the heart rate through the roof that is self-induced from an exercise mm-hmm. is almost a form your body is saying to your mind, it's okay to feel this way in this moment. And so you're kind of almost, and I don't want to use the word trick your mind, but you kind of, you kind of tell your mind, Hey, this is the time to be like this. You don't have to be scared in those other moments and feel that way because you know, you, you kind of, you kind of condition your mind to think differently in those manners. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Yes. You retrain your brain in an association. So you're, you're training it to say, this is an okay thing. Rather than mm-hmm. when you experience it out of anxiety, all of those symptoms are very scary. So it's a really cool thing that it actually can become an exposure therapy for some mm-hmm. people who do experience intense anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, you're dropping some major knowledge and I love it. Um, I love how it is because I know what I feel like every day that I go to the gym. Um, and, and I myself have, have not suffered from any of the, uh, any of the disorders or the illness. So I, I can't put myself in their shoes mm-hmm. and I know it's, you know, it's very hard and it's a very real thing. So I do not want to downplay any of that, but what I do want to bring awareness to is that number one, physical activity of any type of sorts can help alleviate, um, kind of minimize some of these types of, uh, disorders and feelings that you have. And and the other thing that I want to to have you talk a little bit about, because to me, it goes in with two things. It goes in with with fitness, but as we transition in just a minute, 
to talk a little bit about, um, I guess, the church side of it, the Jesus side of it. Yeah. How important is community Mm. in helping those that suffer from a mental health uh, disorder? It's unbelievably important. It's so important. So, you know, one of the great benefits of exercise alone is that it can plug you into a community, a bonded mm-hmm. community who exercises together and pushes each other. You, you have that right. special bond. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, here at CFT, we talk about interpersonal neurobiology. Okay. And that uses the life model, which is a way for clients to return back to joy. And this model says that joy is relational. So it's when two or more people are delighted to be together. So it says joy Mm -hmm. grows out of love bonds and tender responses to others. Joy helps people discover who they really are, build strong bonds, develop character, resolve traumas, and overcome problems to develop those relational skills we call maturity. Mm -hmm. Now, what? What is maturity? In essence, it means that we're being everything God has meant us to be at any given age. We Mm -hmm. need each other. We need each other to work out the sanctification process. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've been in church a long time. I'm sure you have. And every church around here that I've ever been a part of or have talked with, they have a saying, we are not meant to do life alone. Mm-hmm. And we're just not. And I know with the the gym that I work out, uh, I work out at a CrossFit gym called 926 here in Huntersville. Yes. And the the community of people, and I and I've said this to numerous people. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how much, well, it doesn't matter how much I pay, because I I I kind of think to myself, why am I paying so much to have someone yell at me and <laughs> push me so hard and I feel miserable at the end, but joyous at the end. Yes. But it's the community of the, of the men and women that are a part of that CrossFit gym that keeps me coming back. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started and I said, I'm going to give this six weeks. I said in my mind, I'm going to give it six weeks because I didn't think my body could handle it. But the community of people are the ones that are pushing you. And it's a community that like for, for my, myself in the gym, I would never do any of this at a planet fitness by myself. Right. I would not push myself this much. I get joy with a little bit of competitiveness, a little bit of um, people spurring you on and in, in delight in your wins, um, suffer with you and your losses. Okay. And when you think about the community piece that we're not meant to do life alone. This has, listen, when it comes to the rung of, of things of community, gyms and fitness is way, way down there, but it's still important. And yeah. the podcast talks about fitness. So, you know, working out in your gym or working out in your garage there's, there's something to be said that you need to have, you know, sometimes I, and I joke about this, that misery loves company. You know, when you're suffering through a workout and you don't want to do it, the people around you are what keeps you going. Mm -hmm. Same thing for church. So, I mean, I love, I love that piece. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I love all of that. I mean, it it really is so important to do life together because oftentimes we can feel so isolated in our experience 
So having somebody come alongside and help you in that process, I mean, it's vital. We can't, we can't heal on our own. We can't heal just an hour in the therapy room. We need each other outside doing life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a great, I think that's a great transition as we talk about community. Um, you, you've got community in the fitness. I, I talked to um, a lot of folks. I've been a coach in, in sports and youth sports. Um, I've been around sports all my life. I love them. And we talk about this all the time. It's there's, there's a camaraderie in what happens around when you have a group of individuals striving for a, a particular goal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they talk about football being kind of one of the most prolific metaphors of life. When you talk about a football player, I love football. Been, I've done that and co- I've coached in that a lot, but Moving on to the church side, you mm-hmm. know, and then bringing in Jesus into the midst of mental health and mental health awareness, and mental health uh, distor- disorders and, and issues and things that are that are real prevalent in us. Um, you know, you mentioned you have a BA in religious studies, which I think is phenomenal. Um, so beyond that fitness aspect, how do you take your faith and approach it to your uh, your cl- clinical approach to your uh, clients? Yeah, it's such a big question. <laughs> um, but but here's my mission statement. Here is what I like to do and how I choose to approach this field and the clients is that when I do it for the glory of God alone, and I do it to use my gifts of empathy, compassion, encouragement, and therapeutic intelligence to facilitate healing and instill hope in others. And the key word is facilitate, right? Because I can only help those when the Lord speaks through me, right? I, mm-hmm. I cannot actually heal people, but the Lord can use me to do so. So Love sitting that. where they're at, sitting and hearing their story and having those skills while also the compassion and love of Jesus to show, even if they don't know the Lord, that they can mm-hmm. see and experience him. Yeah. I, I love that. And, and it's, it's, it's important for the listeners to know a couple of things. One, if you're meeting with a therapist to uh, help you through any of these disorders or anything that you, that you may be uh, struggling through, the first thing I want to say is, is that that clinician is not the healer. It, they're not. They are God-given talents and they have been poured into uh, whether they believe God or not, whether they believe Jesus as their, as their Savior or not. They've been given talents and abilities. They have learned the skills. They have got the knowledge but they're not the healer. And, and, and you made that a huge point. And I love that because you are an instrument in God's hands to be able to walk someone through a very difficult time, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. And I'm sure you have seen the gambit walk through your doors Mm -hmm. from, you know, one thing to the next Mm -hmm. and how you approach that is allowing God to speak to you to say, okay, each person is individual. Yeah. God, how can I speak to them today? Right. And I just, I love that piece of that in, in regards, there's a couple of scriptures and I'd love to, to hear your thoughts on these, but one is um, in Corinthians, it talks about 
take every thought captive, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 you know, Paul writes that we should take every thought captive. The, the, the one thing that I would say is, is that we're going to have thoughts, guys. If you're listening, you may have just had a thought of whether that would be self-harm, whether that would be um, you're not good enough, whether that would be um, an, an anxious thought. They're going to be there because, and I'm not going to shy away from it on this podcast because everybody knows that, that Jesus is who I serve. And this is why we do this, but that's the enemy who comes Mm -hmm. after you. And so, you know, what are your thoughts on a scripture like that when it comes to, uh, how you would approach it for yourself? Yeah, no, I love that. So it's, you know, even just taking the thoughts captive is huge in the therapy mm-hmm. world. Because oftentimes we can get caught up in our thinking, which then forms our belief system. So our thoughts can then, I, I say we fish for those thoughts. They're either going down the river or we're going to fish them and hold them and then internalize mm-hmm. them to believe that about ourselves. So even those I am statements that you said, you know, I'm unworthy, I'm not good mm-hmm. enough, I'm unwanted, all of those are lies from the enemy. And so allowing us to recognize those cognitions to then bring truth, bring the Lord's truth to what he does say about you, even though those cognitions feel so true to us. But then Mm -hmm. we can look at who Jesus says we are and attach truth to those lies Mm -hmm. instead of the truth of who he says we are. That is, and I love, I love that we could, we could spend an hour talking about who Jesus says that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just a few things, we are victorious. We are heirs. I mean, just, and, and I think in, in the clinical world and even in the, in the world, they would talk, they would say that is negative self-talk or positive self-talk, right? When you're talking about, I am not worthy, but the thing is, Jesus has made us worthy. And that's the thing that I want people to understand is, is that, you know what, me, myself, Caleb, myself, I'm not worthy of anything from God, but he died for me so that I am worthy. And so if I walk Mm -hmm. into that, if I walk and say, okay, you know what, I may not be good here, but God has made me good enough. And I think those are the things, and I love how you just kind of, you bring those things home and and I'm sure in, in the midst of your room, when you're speaking with your, with your patients, you're, those are the things that are going on in the mind when, when the Holy Spirit's talking to you and, and, and saying those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, ha- you probably have to fill out your patients. And that's, that's one thing, whether they believe in Jesus or not, because, you know, yeah. you're just not just going to drop scripture knowledge on someone who doesn't know Jesus. Right. Um, but you can. You, can. Um, you never know what would happen. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I think if you're listening to this today, here's what I want you to know. And I think Marina would say this as well. God loves you no matter where you are. He has beautifully and miraculously made you who you are. Whatever you are thinking right this moment that is negative about yourself, God doesn't think that about you. God loves you with an un capped love. And I think there's just something about that. And I just felt, I felt like somebody that's going to be listening to this, this podcast recording or whatever needed to hear that moment that you are more than you think you are because God has created you. 
And so I think that is huge. I think that is huge in how we navigate these times um, in, in the midst of COVID. Listen, at some point, we're all going to get back to what we think is some sort of normal. Right. Um, it's not going to go back to where it was pre-COVID. We all know that. But we're all going to have these lingering effects. And some of some of the people are going to have those lingering mental health um, issues that are just going to kind of, they're going to grasp onto them and they need some help. Um, so here's what I would say is there is no shame in seeking help. Mm-hmm. There's no shame. If you're listening to this right now and you feel like you, you need help, you can start with a friend and, and have coffee and share. You can start with loved ones. Um, you can start with a pastor. And I would say this, that most pastors are not licensed counselors. They can give pastoral counseling because I've been a pastor before. And, you know, you know, that proverbial black couch, you know, that's not what the pastor does. They can give you some loving advice. Um, and then there's, then there's the level of what Marina brings in, in, in the Center for Family Transformation. They bring um, a, a, a level of professionalism to bringing Jesus into the midst of what they do, but it's, it's clinical and you may need that. And there is no shame in what that is. Um, there's no shame in getting help. You know, Marina, what would you say to a listener right now that may be listening to this, that may be on the fence of like, Oh, I don't, I'm not struggling with that. Or like, like I'm sure you have dealt with many that are self doubting themselves or want to seek help. They don't know how. So what would you say to them? Mm -hmm. I would say to give yourself permission, give Mm. yourself permission to say that right now things are really hard to say, maybe you're grieving that you're really angry that you have some relational discord, whatever you're walking through, give Mm -hmm. yourself permission to say that. Yeah. I think I need some extra support. And I would like to work through these things because oftentimes we like to shove things under the rug and say they're not there. But allow yourself to say, yeah, it's okay. I, I need some extra support in this process. So give yourself that permission. Mm-hmm. I love that. Give yourself permission. There, there are two things that come to my mind, shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. That keeps a lot of people from getting the help that they need. Mm-hmm. and whether that is mental health, uh, help, help, or if that's just any other help, right? Shame and guilt are two of the biggest weapons that the enemy has that comes against us. Mm-hmm. I'm alone. People will laugh at me. If I say I'm going to therapy, people will think differently of me that I'm all messed up and I'm a screw up. Listen, that is not the case. That's not the case. Maybe you just need someone to talk to. And maybe your friends are not the right people to talk to. You may love your friends, but they may not be the right person to talk to. So give yourself permission. I love that. Thank you so much for that. So Mm -hmm. as we close out uh, the interview, I want to give you a few minutes here, just final thoughts. What would you? wrap this up with a big bow for anybody that's listening or watching uh, the show. Mm, A big bow. Wow. Well, first I would say that you're worth it. Whoever's listening is that you guys are worth 
um, the health that you deserve. Mm. And so um, giving yourself permission to say those things and to go and um, work towards your health to extend the invitation. Um, so I would say that you d- ultimately, you don't have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this alone. So I encourage you to reach out, give yourself permission to do that. That's awesome. So how can people get a hold of you? Maybe they're listening right now and they, this has just hit them. They're like, I, I need help. I'm giving myself permission. How can they, how can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So there's definitely many ways. Um, the Center for Family Transformation has a website, familytransformation.com. Um, you can go on the website. We There's a, a six clinicians. So we have a multiple um, list of clinicians that you can mm-hmm. choose from. You can email us, call us. My email is marina at familytransformation.com. And then you can also call or text whichever is best for you to get in touch. So feel free to reach out. We are happy to get in touch with you. Happy to help you in any way that we can. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, do it. Um, even if you're on the fence, just reach out. I can't I can't stress that enough. So it, we, we've talked about a couple of things. We've talked about the importance of being active in your life physically with a community of people, not just by yourself. I think it does help to go out there for a run. I think when people say they run to clear their minds and stuff like that, but I think putting that with, with a community of people is important. And then the community of the body of Christ is important as well. So I want to tell you right now, my pastor says this all the time. If you're watching church online, and there is no health issues for you, you need to be in church because you need the people in the body of Christ to be around you for your own mental, spiritual, physical health. So that's my challenge to you today as you listen and watch this right now. Get to church. Find one that you love. Find that someone that's there. Um, if you're listening to this and you've got friends that are sitting at home in their pajamas, drinking their coffee and watching church, and you know that there's nothing wrong, you need to go pick them up and get them to church. Um, but if you know somebody that is struggling, reach out to Marina and the Center for Family Transformation, get some help, uh, make this aware, uh, this, this awareness of this true thing that's out there uh, real. So Marina, thank you so much for joining the show. I really, really appreciate it. It was awesome to have you on. So uh, maybe- such an honor. Thank you. Absolutely. Would love to have you back on as we talk some more about this. And I think this is this is a real issue that we need to need to continue to uh to bring up. So guys, thank you for joining the Faith Life and Fitness Show. Again, I am your host, Caleb Cavasis, and this has been another episode of the Faith Life and Fitness Show talking about mental health awareness month. Get out there, make people aware of the things that are going on. So love you guys. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk soon. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when we drop new episodes. Also, if you're enjoying the show, share it with others. Give us a shout out on social media. If you're not following the show, you can hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is at faith underscore life underscore fitness 
and Facebook, you can hit us up at at FaithLifeFit. Go over, give us a follow, give us a like, shout us out. Until next time, my name is Caleb, and this has been the Faith, Life, and Fitness Podcast.